We don't take the time in our days and in our lives to fully reflect. And without reflection, it's impossible to be grateful Mm -hmm. or to experience gratitude. And I think if you can make that a daily practice, you know, I think when big moments in our lives happen, we reflect, you know, on the time with your grandma or the time with your loved one or a breakup and you reflect on the lessons learned and, you know, and you can find gratitude and the things that you were thankful for, for in those moments, but to make it a practice, like every day, you know, it's like that cliche thing, you know, like start your day with a grateful heart. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we don't do it because we immediately jump into our day or even at the end of the day, like just reflecting on your day and trying to find a moment or a few things that you can be grateful for, even if it's just, you know, a really good meal that day or whatever. I think it's just a good practice to put into place in even the small moments, not just the big ones. Welcome to the Joy of Being podcast, where we believe that true happiness is found in stripping down life's distractions and discovering how to live in the present. The journey to cultivating a present life is a constant pursuit influenced by how we choose to show up for ourselves in health, relationships, and careers. This space is dedicated to sharing our personal experiences and conversations with women whose stories inspire our journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Joy of Being podcast. Julie and I are just going to take it easy today. We're going to do a catch-up episode and just talk about things that have been going on in our life currently. It's been a little bit of time since her and I have recorded and we just want to catch up and say what's on our mind and what's been on our hearts and all those things. So that's what we're going to do. How's it going, Jay? Hi guys. It's, it's going. I was just thinking when we, when we talked about this podcast, we're like, let's just talk about life lately and trying to sum up my life lately in one word. And I was like, what's the one word? You know what my word is? What? Messy. Ooh. It's just like, That's- I feel like I'm everywhere. And it's just so, it's just, it's bizarre. Life is so beautiful, but so crazy and so messy and so weird. But yeah, it's just been quite the interesting month. Yeah, I think I can relate to that. And I think when you say messy for me, I think chaotic, chaotic, complicated, challenging, testing. Yes. All of those things. Simultaneously beautiful and amazing and like awestruck. And just, it's just, I feel so many, um, I feel really happy, beautiful memories and moments too. And things that have happened in the last month, like losing my grandmother have brought in such a beautiful component to it. Like I'm talking to my dad and my brother more, which I hadn't been doing prior to this. So it's just interesting to watch how life is teaching us lessons all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, that's, it's interesting because we say, you know, life has been hard or complicated or chaotic or stressful or whatever the word is. And then it's, but I think the awesome thing that we are able to do as humans is have that perspective of gratitude and seeing the other side of it, that there's also some really good moments and beautiful things happening in life too. And even through sadness, you can find perspective and, you know, Mm -hmm. the little silver lining and those little nuggets in life that we can be thankful for um because i think you know without gratitude we are going to just continue to struggle and Mm -hmm. something that i heard in a recent sermon and we're going to just totally go off on a little tangent already but (laughs) you made me think you made me think of it um i've been attending this new church and just kind of reconnecting to my faith lately uh, because life has been so chaotic. I have Mm -hmm. needed that. And it was actually a podcast, but it was a sermon. And he was talking about reflection and how 
we don't take the time in our days and in our lives to fully reflect. And without reflection, it's impossible to be grateful Mm -hmm. or to experience gratitude. And I think if you can make that a daily practice, you know, I think when big moments in our lives happen, we reflect, you know, on, you know, the time with your grandma or the time with your loved one or a breakup and you reflect on the lessons learned and, you know, and you can find gratitude and the things that you were thankful for, for in those moments, but to make it a practice, like every day, you know, it's like that cliche thing, you know, like start your day with a grateful heart. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we don't do it because we immediately jump into our day or even at the end of the day, like just reflecting on your day and trying to find a moment or a few things that you can be grateful for, even if it's just, you know, a really good meal that day or whatever. I think it's just a good practice to put into place in even the small moments, not just the big ones. And honestly, it's sometimes harder in the small moments to put it into practice because we're never actually in the moment. Everyone is constantly 500 other places than where they are right then, like in the moment. So I think practicing gratitude, but that is completely tied into being present. Because if you're present, I have tried so hard or I am trying so hard to be very mindful throughout my day to like stop and just be present where I am in this moment, knowing that the situation is not forever. The problem is not forever. Like everything is going to always get solved and trying to take a different lens on, um, on gratitude in that form for me. Cause I've tried to do a gratitude journal and I'll get there someday maybe, but I can't. So for me, when I'm driving to work and I get to drive down highway one at six 30 in the morning when no one's on the road and it's just this like truly remarkable landscape of the ocean crushing the California redwoods. It's just like mind blowing. And I have those moments in the, my car that I can just like reflect and say, okay, wow. Like I get to be here and I get to work here and I get to, you know, do it with some really wonderful people who are all teaching me lessons that I would have never gotten if I hadn't been there. Yeah, that's totally true. And I mean, it goes back to the basis of our podcast and our messaging, you know, just being here and being in the present moment. And it is so hard. And I don't know, I've been consuming so many things as we all do on the internet. <laughs> this guy was saying, I don't know what it was where I saw it, but he was basically saying that, you know, the past and the future are just our thoughts. And mm-hmm. this, could, this might go like completely over our heads or some people's heads, but depending on what you believe in, but they don't exist. The past doesn't exist and the future doesn't exist without us thinking about it. And it's so crazy because we spend so much time in the past and especially in the future, planning our lives and figuring it out when really all we can control is the present. And I said this in the very first podcast was like, I need to just chill out and control what I can control right now, which is the present. And it's, we forget it daily because we, we also forget that we're just like, not even actually in control. Like we think we are, we think we have control and we don't. And it's a shame because the life is robbed from us because we're never living in the present moment. That is the most beautiful moment is right here, right now. Yes. And And my therapist told me literally last week, he said, we are so scared of uncertainty. We fear uncertainty, Mm -hmm. all of us. And so that's why we sit here and we plan our lives. I mean, obviously taking action steps to the things in our lives is necessary, but we try to control so many parts of our lives. And it's just like, if we just all sat back a little bit and allowed life to happen, I think Mm -hmm. we would all experience a little bit more peace. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. I know. Anyway. Well, tell me what else is going on that's making your life chaotic. Um, how's how's work? How's your work, new job? Work. You're like three months in, and we give us like a friend update too. Yeah, ninety days in, I am super super grateful to be where I am. I think it's so cool, um, and I'm learning 
so much. I feel like every day I'm like seriously just consuming so much new information that is so fascinating and fun to learn. It's a completely different business model than Four Seasons Denver. So it's it's so fun to learn. But with that also comes like so many growing pains. Um, this is the perfectionist in me worst nightmare um, <laughs> to be in a new role because mm-hmm. I'm not perfect at it and I'm not the best at it yet. And so just managing the emotion that comes with that for me. But I have a really phenomenal team on property. I walked the property yesterday and I was literally like, you guys are rock stars. Like what they are executing right now, how busy we are and like what we're offering to our guests. I'm just, I'm mind blown. And it's a really challenging place to recruit in Big Sur because it's a very remote destination, but it's special, Um, super special, but it's a lot. Yeah. And that industry, I mean, it does require so much teamwork and communication. So, I mean, you're all literally working together to make so many moving parts function and work that, yeah, yeah, it's like taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture of how it's all going and how people are playing their small parts. Yeah. Pretty cool. And we we talk about it, right? We say like, we're making magic happen every day. It's like Disneyland. Mm -hmm. We're looking, we are looking for ways and reasons to surprise our guests all day long. And yeah, and how, and how cool too. Like, if you think about it from the perspective of even what we were just talking about, like you're in this, you're in Big Sur in this beautiful location, and you are on a wellness resort, and mm-hmm. you would think that just being in that like beautiful location, like yes, you're going to get perspective and be grateful, but like you, you all are literally creating that experience for people or that space for people to have that experience of their surroundings and friendly faces and just probably disconnecting from their own lives and being really grateful. Well, and that's what we, what I love about the Alila brand is like, it's all about the creative, the thinker, the explorer, the people who aren't seeking to necessarily disconnect from their daily life, but make well-being an everyday practice. But we're, what I've seen is that people do come to Big Sur to disconnect and seek that like personal and human interaction and the beauty. So it's a, it is definitely a special place. I am so surprised. I've never been here before. It's totally right. my, my vibe. I mean, I've never been there and I'm excited. You're gonna, you're gonna love it. And the pictures and videos you send me, I'm just so jealous. So and I think it's cool that you can, I don't know, I'm, I'm such a person who finds a lot of gratitude in my surroundings. Like for me, I find a lot of perspective uh, when I fly, when I'm in the air and I always get a window seat and I like to look outside and I just feel like being up in the air and seeing like the world so small below, it gives me a lot of perspective and, yeah. and even just being in beautiful surroundings when I travel, it does that for me. So I think it's cool that you can be in that every single day. Brittany, there are places on property that I go to every single day and I just stand and I just like look up and I take these like deep breaths. Cause for me, I'm also like breath work is super important to me right now. I'm really trying to focus on breathing through things. Um, but to stand in nature, that is big sur, like the, the coastal redwoods. I've never felt so grounded Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll seek these places on property and I'll go take some deep breaths and it helps. Yeah. So, it's incredible that you have that access every single day. Like people literally visit your resort to have that. <laughs> I, Brittany, I have to tell you this story yesterday. There was this guy standing by the restaurant, taking a picture of this tree. And I walked up behind him and I said, excuse me, sir. I just have to tell you, this is my favorite tree on property. Cause I could tell that he was like really admiring the tree as well. And he goes, man, I'll tell you, it's so beautiful here. And we just started engaging in conversation. He goes, I've been coming here for 30 years and 
Big Sur is like this hidden gem. I came from Jerusalem and it's just the beauty always captivates me. Every time I come back, it like never is less amazing. It's just so beautiful. And I, again, it put me in my place in that moment to say, look at where I get to come and spend my days Yeah, with a really wicked team of people, like some really wonderful leaders and people who are making really cool things happen. It's just like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, if you're like obviously working and it's cool that you even with your beautiful surroundings, like you're still seeking out that little place of refuge, which I think is what we all have to do, you know, in our own lives. Like I'm not in Big Sur, I'm in Austin, Texas, but there are still a lot of like beautiful places here that I can escape to for a minute or go on a walk. But it's like taking that little bit of time to prioritize to like center yourself. And for me, like I had to do that yesterday. I experienced some of the worst anxiety that I had in a while yesterday, like heart pounding anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot about like finding a perspective and the gratitude and all that thing, which is so important to be able to do. But I mean, I don't also don't want to discount like the actual terrible feelings of anxiety and high stress I, because what was happening, what was happening yesterday, Brittany, because something must have been, we shifted in the stars or something. Cause yesterday I have like sobbed the whole way home. Oh my God. I was, it, you, you described it perfectly. Heart pounding. Like I could literally feel like my heart pounding in my chest. So yes. It, it was awful. And I have, <laughs> I have, I have not experienced anxiety like that in a while, but I was triggered by something going on in my work life. And I, I don't know what it was, but it triggered me. And simultaneously, this is the not so smart side of it. I was sipping on an energy drink Mm. and I had probably drinking like a quarter of it. (laughs) It did not help my cause because I feel like the energy drink kicked in and my anxiety spiked at the same time. And my heart was pounding and I could feel it. And I was, it's so easy to spiral in those moments. And I mean, this is something that I consistently and constantly work on with my therapist every week. Mm -hmm. And it's just like allowing myself to feel the feeling, which I mean, obviously don't want to feel anxiety, but the minute we try to run from those feelings, it's like bad news, like it's going to spike. And so yes, it's good to be grateful and find perspective, but not, it's not to say you have to do it right away because I think it is important to just allow yourself to sit in those feelings. But I mean, I was just hyper aware of it. I closed my laptop. I've turned off my phone and put it on silent. And I was just very hyper aware of what I was feeling. And then I just, I dug in and I, I was, I need to meditate. So I journaled yes, a little okay, bit. What did you do? I journaled a little bit. And I mean, by now, what do you most, journal? Okay. So by now, most of our listeners probably know that you and I are like believers of manifestation. Um, so I got into the to be, to be magnetic workshops and yeah. I had a very specific trigger. And so I wanted to dig into that trigger and figure out why I was feeling that way. And so this workshop, what was the trigger? The trigger was around like money and finances. Okay. Without giving any details yeah. because I'm still, I'm still working on it. And I, I think have been avoiding like unblocking like my belief systems around money a little bit. And so I was like, I had enough. Like yesterday I could feel it. I was like, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to just look at these journal prompts that they have. And so within the workshop, um, they had a bunch of journal prompts, just kind of prompting you to think about your, where your views on money come from, you know, like what kind of job did your primary caretaker have? Um, how did they view money? You know, was it good? Was it bad? Were rich people bad? Um, right. You know, just different stuff like that, having you dig into your beliefs. When was money first presented to you? When do you remember like your first awareness of money? Um, stuff like that. Questions. They're very hard, but they're very thought provoking because it does make you sit there and really think about it. And um, I'm trying to think of some other questions that they presented just to make you think um, kind of like, what is your, what is your belief system about money? Or what does it mean to you now? And what do you, what do you think having money will do for you or make you feel like it just makes you think about it. And so I went through all of the journal prompts and it was 
very, um, I don't even know the word. It was enlightening, I guess. It was, yeah. it was discovery. And then they have a meditation and it was like a 25 minute meditation about digging into like, you know, you basically find a theme around what you journaled and like your general idea around money. And then you take it into this meditation and try to, you know, rework it and reprogram it. And it just, it, it was a lot because I felt like I uncovered a lot, but it also calmed me because I was able to just turn everything off, escape and like focus on this feeling and try to get to the root of it. Yeah. And it was helpful because I, I felt like I made so many discoveries like in that meditation. And I know this obviously won't work for everybody, but it's it's what I did. And, you know, I just feel like having the awareness of it and allowing myself to feel the feeling and try to work through that so I can have a better understanding so that next time or in the future, whatever, like generally speaking in life, these type of triggers, when they come up, I know how to handle them or like maybe I just yes. won't be as triggered. And yeah, you just, when you really sit down and start to think about your childhood and the way that you saw things or the way that like your parents, or your siblings, or your family members treated you, and it could be small things, but mm-hmm. it's, it's very revealing. Gosh. So yeah, it was a lot. And then I felt better. I was like, okay, I feel like I have some clarity around this because That's the so minute good. you try to. Yes, it was because the minute you try to run from it, and this is what my therapist tells me all the time, like your anxiety is going to spike even higher. So we can't fake it, you know, like I, I, I obviously am a firm believer in gratitude and all the things, but I'm an even bigger believer in dealing with your shit and trying to work through it. Otherwise it's just going to be a cycle of cyclical. We're going to continue to be the same people. So and what's that point of that? You know what I right. found interesting? And I don't know if you've had the same experience. I've had people like shocked that I moved to California by myself and that I'm like working in Big Sur and oh my God, and how could you do that? And I've, this is, aren't you scared? Do you get people who feel just, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but yeah, totally. I can see that, but I think it's just, it's a shadow on all of us, you know, it's like when we feel or when other people are judging somebody for being goofy in public or wearing something, it's like, that's creating a shadow in you or something like you could never do that yourself. So, and it makes you uncomfortable. So you like project. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. So it's like, they're almost projecting like their fear of moving somewhere alone or completely, you know, leaving their old life behind and starting new. It's probably something that they really want to do, but the fear holds them back. Yeah. Which, I mean, totally natural and normal. I mean, think about this podcast. Like that was how long it took us to actually do it. And like when we gave ourselves a deadline and even when we were getting ready to launch, all of the, you know, um, imposter syndrome and, just shadow mm-hmm. and fear around allowing ourselves to be seen and having conversations was kind of intense for me. I know it was for you too. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, What's going on in your life? Give us your life update. What are you doing with work? I mean, I feel like I'm just, I've really taken a step back from, you know, the traveling and I don't know. I'm just looking at things really differently now. And I think, you know, I've been in therapy, active therapy since January. So I feel like I'm changing a lot this year, which is good. It's the whole point. You want to grow and you want to change. But I feel like my perspective on things is just changing a little bit, even like with just social media in general. Like I'm pretty absent on social media right now. (laughs) And I think I'm just looking at it differently. And that's just because like, it's, it's not my personal diary anymore. Like I, I want to share like great. I don't know. I think I'm just trying to figure out how to show up on social media at this point in time, because I do, I I do think it's so great for business. And I do think that's how I would like it to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously I'm a human and, you know, I connect with a lot of people via social media and especially through this podcast. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like we all go through these waves and you, can probably relate especially but of just like 
taking a step back from social media or just like not being motivated to share. Like I'm truly just present in all other areas in my life right now. And that's not to mean that I'm not taking photos and I'm not doing things. It's just like, I have no desire to share. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. That's great though. Yeah. So I think that's, I'm, I'm not the person to ask on social media when I have zero posts and I like disappear. So I don't really, yes, I don't don't use it to any of its capabilities or whatever. Yeah. And I maybe want to ask you a question about that, but I don't know all of that. (laughs) that I am just focusing my attention on other things, like especially work right now. So, you know, just pouring into real estate a ton. Um, I have some other projects and then obviously refocusing on the podcast because I think life just got busy for the two of us. The last couple of months is chaotic as things have been, as we have mentioned. So just refocusing and trying to pour into myself more in the projects and things that are, you know, just bringing me joy. And yeah, it's been, it's been good. I feel like I'm doing a lot of discovery and, you know, just continuously trying to find alignment in all areas of my life. It's a freaking journey. Um, I mean, things are good for the most part the last couple months, just, you know, like I said, refocusing and trying to be better, but, um, yeah, I do. And I do want to ask you about your social media. Because <laughs> you're like this ghost. And I'm sure our <laughs> listeners are also like, okay, we hear you. And like, we feel like we kind of know you now. But and you guys, I went on like an unfollow spree again. And I like unfollowed 100 people just because I don't, I look through the people that I follow, and I see them as mirrors. And do I want to be seeing this content? Do I care? Is it adding value to my day or my life? And if the answer is no, then I just don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I so, feel like that's another part of it for um, my break from social media or like my distance from social media is that I have started to be more aware of just my triggers in general. And like some people trigger me. So I need to go yes. and do, a, do a purge also. And it's so like, it's it's so subliminal in a way that, I don't even want it to be subliminal. Like I literally, I'm, I'm, I need to cleanse my spaces and that includes social media and it's not to any, not to be a bitch or cause I don't like somebody. I just don't want to look yeah, at you gotta, it. You got to protect your, your own peace. And yeah, yeah, it's not personal. So, and, and then kind of to what you were saying, I just feel like, I have such a small circle in my life that I talk to via text and via phone call and social media. I just don't want to share it because I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I also felt like I was just spending too much time on it and that's not what I want to be doing either. So again, it takes away from being present when you're sitting on social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think they are built to be addictive. Like you will be addicted to it. So of course I have the TikTok app. I'm going to open it. If I have Instagram, I open it and I'll just delete the app for a week or two weeks at a time. That's why I know you see gone. And then I come back with all my quotes and then she's back. I know you're so good at that deleting, but it is, it's like, it's so habitual. And that's the problem. Like I find myself just habitually tapping on that Instagram icon and I hate it. Like, you know what? You've read the book Atomic Habits. We have to make our habits so easy. And if the habit is to always go to the Instagram app, you have to delete the app. Mm-hmm. That's the or even like remove the bad habit, remove it from your home screen. Yes, remove it like it completely. Hard. Put it somewhere else, right? And I'm, honestly, I've just been taking like a more of a break from it in general, so it hasn't been that bad. But yeah, to take it to the next step of like a complete break for sure. I need to just remove it from my screen, but it's hard. Cause like I said, like when you are trying to use social media, like for your business and Mm -hmm. obviously I'm in real estate and I want to share all the things too. Um, there is a level of it where you are, are having to be on it, but I think it's just boundaries, you know, trying, trying to find those, those healthy boundaries. And, you know, I do connect like a well-disciplined person. Would you say? Yes. Like if you said, I'm going to be on social media for 30 minutes today and that's it, you would act like you could stick to it. Mm-hmm. I could. I get too tempted. 
<laughs> I could. I mean, that's why I go with the whole hog. I have to like. I just like the yeah. But I'm just being your point. Very, yeah, I'm just trying to be very mindful of what I'm consuming. So, like, I'll get on Instagram, and lately, I just have been uninterested. You know, yeah. like, I'm just. I'll get on TikTok over Instagram when I go through these phases where I do this and like vice versa I'll just only be on Instagram and not open TikTok but I have been more on TikTok lately and that's just because my algorithm is like self-development and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um I'm just consuming more of that content but even then it's it's a rabbit hole and do the endless scroll and so I do like I I try to catch myself and like more than 10 minutes on any app I think it's terrible and it's just a waste of time so um I always say this and I laugh because it's so stupid to say but I'm like oh I just want to go brain dead and scroll social media but it's like you're actually not even going brain dead you're actually engaging in information and content and you don't even realize how some of the stuff that we watch affects us and how it can induce anxiety or a level of anxiety but we're just like so immune to it at this point yes and i don't know if i talked about this on another episode but um i always reference my therapist but i feel like he's been life-changing he was telling me i know i want to meet this guy yeah he was telling me how he had opened youtube and he hadn't seen um the video of will smith slapping chris rock he hadn't seen it never he had heard about it but he had he this was like recently in the last couple months that he had, he only gets on YouTube and he like that YouTube has like a reels TikTok, like it's called shorts where it's short form video and he clicked on it. He's like, I'd never been on it. And he's like, and the first video that popped up was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And he's like, and immediately my anxiety spiked. I was triggered by seeing that. Like we all were when we first saw it, you know? Yeah. And he said, I had heard about it, but I had never seen it. And he's like, so what did I do? He's like, I scrolled. He's like, in the next video, he's like, well, something else wasn't as you know, toxic or triggering. And then I like, I scrolled again and then it was another like somewhat violent video. And he's like, but his point was that this is what we do. It's like, this is what we consume. Like how many times did we all watch Will Smith slap Chris Rock and we were all triggered by it. We see stuff daily and not that we should be ignorant to it, but I think we, like what I was saying with boundaries and, you know, protecting our peace because you do spike your anxiety in those moments and you are triggered. And this is why we're also used to seeing awful things on the internet. So mm-hmm. I think after he told me that is when I was trying to be more mindful of just what I was seeing daily on social media exactly. and the internet in general. Yeah. So, so yeah, not a ton of going on in my world, you know, just taking breaks from social media and focusing on work and myself and, you know, trying to be better in my relationships too. Yeah. So a lot of just reflecting. I feel like I'm always learning these days and me too. It's exhausting. Are you tired? Yes. It's I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I always I don't know. I was saying that this morning. I think like, oh my God. Here's this why is, like it's I, a lot. It's it's a lot doing the work on yourself and trying to manage the stresses of life. But for me too. I think I've said this before. I'm an empath. I like feel things very deeply. And even what I've gone through in my life, I'm going through and I'm feeling it very deeply. And then I feel for my team and the things that they're going through. And then I look at what's going on in the world and I'm like, oh my God. And I just feel Mm -hmm. the stress of just life for people around Mm -hmm. the world and in my own community. And it just, it's overwhelming and it's exhausting. And I think that that just also needs to be said, like life is fucking hard. And I have so much gratitude for all that I have and the resources and the people that I have in my life. But I just also feel so deeply for everybody and what they're going through. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I definitely am a feeler too. I, and I don't know. As a result of that, like we pick up on the energy too. It's like yes. I'm such an energy person. And it, I think sometimes I'm not always good at being aware of that. So I think my exhaustion sometimes comes from 
picking up on other people's energy or giving energy to things, you know, that maybe I don't need to be, but yeah, it is. It's the whole process. You know what? Just the whole human, human experience. <laughs> yes. Yes. The human you see experience. You out there being human. You're doing great. Yeah. Keep it up. Sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> Go follow Lenny on Instagram. If I follow one account, it's Lenny. Yes. And you know, yeah, life's hard and good Lord. We're all doing our best. We are. This is why we need each other. Yeah. The whole point of this podcast is because we need connection. We need each other. Yeah. And I truly like, I mean it. I know that there are people listening to this who are going through all sorts of shit and yeah. stress and expansion and growth and so many things like mm-hmm. new relationships, breakups, divorce, like bad news, loss of a parent. Like it's, there's a lot going on in people's lives and we see you. Yes. Feel you. See you, feel you, support you, all of the things. Um, Tell me about, I mean, this is going to be a kind of a, a weird transition, but tell me about your grandma. Yeah. So my last surviving grandparent, my dad's mom passed away. Um, gosh, a month and a half ago, a month ago. I can't even tell time. Um, and she was in France when she passed. She was in her early 90s, 91. Um, my dad was not with her. My dad's older sister was with her, and um, she passed, I think, quite peacefully, um, all things considered. And, you know, I found out the news while I was at work. My dad called me and my dad is like the most stoic, um, strong, proud man. And he even called me and he just said, you know, grandma passed away. She's no longer here. And he was saying it so calm. Um, and he said, but I want you to have a good day. Okay. I want you to have a good day at work. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> he goes, you know, she lived a beautiful life and she's no longer suffering. And we have to just remember that and everything is okay. And just really like staying very, very calm. And, um, I don't know. I feel like both my parents have had this very, um, evolved way of looking at death. Like my dad was like, look, everyone dies. And that sounds harsh to most people. Like when, if I say that that's what my dad said about his mom passing is that everyone, everyone dies. This is life. And we have to remember her for the beautiful woman she was, but not be sad because she's no longer on this earth physically and suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a very emotional person. So I, I wanted to react initially with emotion. It made me sad, but my dad has always leaned into this very interesting um, way to look at things, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep going guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. This is life. Um, so that's, that's interesting. That happened in the, in the last six weeks. That was, that was a lot. Yeah. I feel like I want to talk to this, like on this subject at length, because obviously I have so much to say about it, yes. but you know, I, I've been thinking about it lately. Um, so for some of you who know and who don't know, I lost my mom at 16 and then I lost my older brother in 2016. And so I have a lot of feelings around death of a parent, death of a sibling, death in general, and then just the grief process. And it is so complex and it's just always interesting to me to hear other people's thought processes around it. Not that one's right or wrong, because like I said, like grief is extremely complex and how we choose to cope is different individual to individual. And Mm -hmm. our other good friend, Lorena, I don't know if you knew this, Julia, she lost her, her grandfather recently also. And -hmm. then I had another friend who suddenly lost her mom at the end of last year. And so I think I've been thinking about 
the topic of grief. And obviously it's always something that's on my mind and on my heart just because of my own experiences. But I heard something recently that was, what was it saying? They basically said that, yes, you, like I said, we all choose to, to deal with the stages of grief and, you know, cope in different ways. But we, what we end up doing is like, it's like this longing and this yearning for something that's no longer there. And yes, there's like yes. sadness in that, but it's also, they were relating it to dopamine, you yes. know, and it's like this, this feeling that we can't obtain and it's like a form of dopamine. And it's, that's why there's like long form grief for people. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it's very dependent on your relationship with the person or the thing or the animal that you lost. But it's just, it's just a very interesting topic topic to me. And I, I love hearing other people's perspectives because we all go through it differently. And mm-hmm. there's just so my much mom, to learn about it. Yeah. My mom said that grief is love with no place to go. And I was like, okay, Rumi. <laughs> yes. It's true. And yeah, grief is an act of love. It truly is. It's like you it wouldn't is. feel that way if you it's a never-ending love. And I think that's what is so sad and so beautiful about it. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just perspective, but it's just, you know, it is. It's like to to your dad's point, it is it is life, you know. It's the not so great part of life, but I think I would be a different person without mm-hmm. the aspect of death in my own life. So it's given me perspective and I'm able to find gratitude in in that. But yeah. again, process and we all have our own coping mechanisms, but I just, whether you're ready for it or not, it's always a really hard experience. And I think what you said, like you wanted to react with like sadness or emotion and you want to like empathize, obviously it's your grandma and it's your father's mother so like that's your immediate reaction you know but you kind of do have to assess how people are dealing with it before you react yeah totally yeah I don't know I I could I could talk about grief forever there's so many things that come to mind but I think that's a separate podcast (laughs) yeah well and just the 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 generational trauma that that is embedded in all of us and I look at you know, one of the things that it's happened in since she's passed is my my dad's sister, my dad and my brother and I have all been just sending pictures on this group chat of my parents when they were kids, of my grandparents when they were young. And I just, I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, God, like what was her life like in France being married to my grandfather who like, what was his life? And I have this sudden fascination for like who are my grandparents and like where did they come from because that also affects me and who I am today what they Mm -hmm. went through and what my dad went through as a young kid absolutely um so it just yeah I I have a new curiosity for understanding their lives their lives and their traumas because at the end of the day, like my dad was the one who raised me. I am my dad too. So how he has dealt with things in his life is how I was modeled to react to things. Um, but he didn't have like the healthiest upbringing. So just trying to figure out when I'm triggered, what is that actually like coming from? What is that need or what is that? Um, what is that feeling? Why is that coming up? So Mm-hmm. yeah it's that like we said that awareness that curiosity that's where it starts you know and I think it's that perspective of understanding like being curious about what our parents went through and what you know our grandparents went through I'm giving them grace for that because we all are just products of how we grew up and we're all just doing the best we can and our parents just did the best that they could with what they had and what they they chose to do, you know, and we have the opportunity to make ourselves aware and decide to make a change Mm -hmm. in our own lives. And so 
it's unfortunate. And I always say this, it's unfortunate that, you know, like death brings about a new found curiosity or close closeness within families or change of perspective, because obviously it's at the expense of losing somebody, but it's also something that's really beautiful. And I think, you know, we all have our impact on people and in different ways. And that's the beauty of death, I think, is how you can allow the passing of somebody's life and the reflection on their life to, you know, facilitate connection or curiosity or growth or whatever it is. Yeah. But so well said. And also like, you're lucky in the sense that, you know, you have a family that's able, you're able to connect with on that level too. Not everybody has an experience, obviously, like I said, like grief and death and all of the situations are also different, but yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad it's been a positive thing for, for you all and that your dad had sounds like he had some peace in it and you know now you guys can remember her fondly and you can learn about her which is always good i know i always i tell my brother i'm like i'm god i need to like we need to sit down with dad and just i want to talk about his life story because i feel like i don't remember as much as my brother does and i'm like i don't even know you dad tell me about your life what happened to you as a child Well, and maybe like he doesn't even know, maybe he has to sit and think about it too, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just like even he, the last episode we did with your mom, even hearing about her, like people are like, we loved hearing about her being, you know, on the beach in California and, you know, yeah, yeah do my dad, we should have my dad on the podcast. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. He would be a riot just life stories yeah it's just so cool to hear and and just getting curious about our our the people who came before us because it is so telling about who we are when you connect when you connect the dots we forget that we forget that like what our parents and what their parents went through that that's not that far removed from where we are no and we were all raised a certain way by our parents who were raised a certain way to believe certain things about everything it's all that that programming that happens zero to 14, 14. Yeah. Seven. And then later, but yeah. And it's like, we all want to sit here and say like, Oh, I'm nothing like my mom or I'm nothing like my, (laughs) my brother or my sister. (laughs) We actually are. And like, that's one thing that has been so revealing to me in therapy is my therapist will totally call me out and Mm -hmm. he'll say like, you say this a lot. And I'm like, okay, no, okay. Yeah, like I just have to take it, but it's like you do. You need somebody to call you out for sure. Um, And you're you're starting therapy. I am starting therapy. Thank God. Is that today? What's today's Monday? No, a week from today. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Which also doesn't make sense because it's Memorial Day, but I am starting therapy, and I'm so excited. Life changing. Well, now you'll be able to really speak to it, and I won't be the one constantly talking about how my therapist I'm so excited to I'm so excited to feel some relief in certain areas of my life that I need support in and I think it was Mel Robbins that said like you have to be just so sick and tired of your own bullshit to make a change and like I'm sick and tired of feeling as emotionally reactive to certain things as I am and it's like getting this help I'm just so grateful that I have the resources to do it. Yes. My job, like, Mel, Mel Robbins. <laughs> yes. My God, Mel Robbins. I love her. Brene Brown. I'm listening yeah, to the yeah. Atlas of the Heart right now on my Audible. It's such so a, good. Highly recommend so good. if anyone needs a good read right now, the Atlas of the Heart will rock your world. Yeah, it's a good one. I should listen to it again. There was one little nugget that I'm try- thinking of. Have you already read it? No, what's it you called? You haven't. No, Alice in Have you? Oh, it was. I'm trying to think. With a, it was a metaphor around paper cuts mm-hmm. in the book. Have you gotten that far yet? Why, like the death of a thousand cuts, like the tiny little paper cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that metaphor? I'm trying to think what the message was. I don't know. I 
have in the, on my drive, which is amazing. I've re-listened to like a, a couple chapters because I'm like, I need to hear this again. Like, you know, when you need to hear something a few times to like mm-hmm. really digest it. I do that with Brene's book and it's like, holy moly, when it hits, it hits. <laughs> yes. I did that with the recent, the sermon that I was talking about around reflection and gratitude and how like mm-hmm. we cannot be grateful without reflection, but we, the other, a lot of the other points to it were like, we turn to social media to distract ourselves and, you know, look to other people to tell us how to feel instead of just reflecting and being with ourselves and finding gratitude yeah. in that. It was like, there was a lot of little nuggets like that. And I re-listened to, I like kept rewinding and rewinding. Cause I'm like, I really need this. Like, wait, I need to hold on. This. I really need to like, think about that. And I, I, it is like some of that stuff is just, you know, you just have to pound it in. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> I'll um, have to think of that metaphor of that book, but yeah, that book, I highly recommend um, Atlas of the Heart. That's a good one. It's all about words, right? Yeah. And like just the different, um, all the different emotions like the the human yes. experience, like all the different emotions between joy and grief and anguish and suffering. And like, she really just kind of describes how we are feeling things as human beings and like where it comes from. And so it just fascinates me because I'm like, oh my God, I t- anguish. She says the word and like, I feel it viscerally in my body. I'm like, why does that make me uncomfortable? Yes. You know, which one was really interesting to me are the two words that she distinguished that was kind of hit for me were was the difference between jealousy and envy yes yes when she spoke about those two i'm like let's see if i can get this right jealousy is you have something that i want that i can't have and envy is being happy for you that you have it um but wanting to experience the same or Mm -hmm. yes something like that but we but in like societally, we use it, we use them the opposite way. So like yes. she, she made the example of, you know, like common day slang or words that we use is like somebody having like an experience or something that you want. Like we say, I'm so jelly. Yeah. I'm, je- I'm jelly. It's like, you're jealous. not jealous. Yeah. You're envious. Yes. But envy, envy in my mind or being envious, envious sounds, sounds worse. <laughs> Yes, because, but isn't there like, isn't there a place in the Bible that talks about envy being like a sin? I'm sure there's an element to it. I think, well, I think she talked about like the word envy stems from a Latin word that was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so of course we're all kind of, again, I even say envy. I'm like, well, no, I'm not envious. I'm jealous, but no, I'm not yeah. jealous. I'm envious. I know. And I took a bunch of notes on it in my phone on that chapter because I was like, wow, these are such good points. It's just the kind of like a mind mind shift mindset shift around yeah. thinking that you're jealous. Cause again, you know, like we are what we tell we tell ourselves. We are what we tell ourselves. If we're telling ourselves we're jealous, you know, it's just like I was just this is I just thought to myself when I was reading it, this is so good to be mindful of. Like being being yes. mindful of your words. Yes. Which I think a lot of is a lot of her point in that book yeah. language how we use language and, and exactly and speak only when it improves the silence i'm so in awe of how many Ooh, times say that I don't again. Speak. it's speak only when it contributes to the silence i love um, that because i will be in a meeting at work, for example, and I won't be saying much. Doesn't mean I'm not processing and reflecting and digesting and, you know, thinking. And unless I have something that I think is meaningful to say, then why do I need to say it for the sake of saying it? Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's It's part of just being an active listener, I guess, but. And then to your point, trying to just be aware of the language that we're using. Yes. I think that was the main takeaway for me from that book. I was like, wow, the power of words. Yes. And there are so many beautiful, like descriptive words that have 
such power in just saying them like it's yeah yeah it's and great. it's like it's like your day-to-day you know like oh I'm so stupid or oh I'm such an idiot or yeah. could I have been so this it's like the way that we speak to ourselves I think is is so important and it's just so habitual that we don't even realize though so I think there's just, patterns. Mm-hmm, so much power in being aware of how you're speaking to yourself and to others because man the power of the tongue. Yep. And that little voice in your head is a fucking liar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That little voice is a bitch. (laughs) Don't believe it. You guys, it's not true. (laughs) Be where you are. Oh, be where you are. Be where your feet are. Yeah. Be in reality. Famous. reality. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So much to think about on a daily basis on this, this human experience. Yeah, all of that really to say, is. like, welcome to the chaotic world of Julia's brain and Brittany's brain. Yeah, <laughs> we're all over the place. Yeah, just trying to process our feelings in this human experience. I know. I feel like we didn't talk about too much that was going on. It was more about thoughts and things that we've been pondering internally, which yeah. is good. It's good to get it out. Yeah. yeah, I always. I tell Brittany I always feel better after I talk to Brittany. So this podcast is so much fun to just have conversation. I love having good conversation. Yeah. Just That's release. One of the reasons I why I love hospitality is just this connection to people. And like, I love having conversation. I love that connect the connectedness that comes with relationships. It's just, mm-hmm. I love feeling connected, especially to, you know, people that I really care about. Yeah. And it's so important. Like Julie and I have these conversations anyways, regardless on our own. Yeah. Might as well share. Yeah. Like we truly need each other. And that was the whole point in starting this podcast, honestly, but just have conversations. So that's why we kind of just wanted to sit down today and just like let it flow because her and I hadn't really caught up at length in a while. And yeah, there's just a lot of things that I think we needed to get off of our our chest and our hearts and all the things. <laughs> so it's such a release. And like she said, I, I totally agree. I always feel so much lighter and better after speaking about these things because again, words have power and we got to vocalize. And like, we can't do this alone, this life thing. Like we need each other. So just ask for help if you need it. And just know that everything's going to be okay one day at a time. Yeah. And if not, we hope you find some solace and connection in, in this podcast and the things that Julie and I are choosing to vulnerably share. So, um, I don't know. Okay. so anything else, Jay? Well, where are you finding your joy? I think I'm finding my joy most recently in disconnecting a lot because I feel like I've been able to give my focus and attention to other things in my life that have required more attention. And it just feels really good to, you know, connect with people more intentionally day to day without the distraction of whatever my phone, my computer work. I'm just trying to be more intentional in that regard. And then also just like, connecting to my faith again. And I think if you are a believer and have a relationship to your religion or whatever you want to call it, it like Evan, it ebbs and flows. And it definitely always has for me, even though I have always had a good foundation of faith. Um, And typically it's when life gets hard, you know, when you seek it out again and not that life has necessarily been super hard. I mean, I think it always is, but I'm just trying to focus on reconnecting with my faith. And I found a lot of joy in just the peace that that is bringing in my life and the clarity that it's bringing in my life also. So I'm finding joy in in just those things like reconnecting, refocusing, being more intentional with what's in front of me day to day. Is that like a literally like minute by minute practice? Like, how do you do it? How do you stay? How do you try to stay present throughout your day? It's really freaking hard, honestly. Um, I think meditation helps for me a lot because it's just the awareness. It's catching yourself. It's like when you're triggered, you know, like understanding, okay, I'm triggered right now. What is this? You know? And I think if you can just be aware of the feeling or the emotion that you're experiencing and then bringing yourself back down to earth or reality or whatever it is. And for me, I can do that a lot through prayer or I 
have to take things a step further, which is a form of meditation also, but actually put on meditation music or like go into a guided meditation where I'm more likely to stay in it versus, you know, letting my thoughts wander. But it's a practice. I mean, I won't say that I'm perfect at it, but it's definitely something that I'm choosing to be intentional about because I think especially over the course of the last few months and even like hearing your mom say like be in reality, I think that was such a powerful statement for so many people. But it's true because we're not ever. We're always thinking about the future or the past or the regret or it could happen or whatever, you know. So for me it's just a a, a practice of allowing myself to feel and then being proactive about just controlling what I can control, which isn't much, but <laughs> yeah, but it's the things like there's we've put I've posted it before. It's like you can control your attitude, your beliefs, your reaction to people, the books you read, the news you watch. Like what we can control, I think is still super powerful, but letting the universe do the rest is another part of control that we tend to try to hold on to. Yes, but there's but there's a lot of release in that. I think for me, like putting it in God's hands or the universe's hands, spirit, yes. whatever you believe in, like to me there's so much release in that because I can't control it all. And at the end of the day, like life is gonna happen and there's greater powers that working be. right now. Yeah. Right. And so I lean into that a lot because I I'm it's not I don't have control, you know? So mm-hmm. for me it's that letting go the release of like okay you can't control it just let it go on to the next thing you know it's a practice that is so scary Brittany for people oh for me too like I said like I said earlier we fear uncertainty we all fear uncertainty yeah it's extremely difficult to just be in your day-to-day present moment and just let life happen like why it's why none of us do it it's practice it's so hard yeah so i haven't i don't have it all figured out by any means but it's definitely something that i has been trying to be more intentional and aware about so mm-hmm. yeah but it has brought me joy so it's hard but i think on the other side of it when you see progress i can find some gratitude and joy in that so that is where i am finding my joy the last couple of weeks what about you, Jay? Where are you finding your joy these days? Um, in my apartment, <laughs> my gorgeous apartment. I'm like, I'm kind of nesting right now. I feel like I need some space just at home. Um, so I'm really finding joy in my space. Um, I, I'm trying to also just be be present and I have found a lot of joy in the last week by doing so um so practicing presence is where I'm finding some really great joyful moments um I'm just letting go letting go yeah. little Being bit by little bit yep yeah I think we're kind of on the same wing- wavelength right. in that regard just trying to be here now just manage it all i know and we're definitely not perfect julie and i talk each other off the deep end every now and then (laughs) it's a lot guys there's just a lot going on it's complicated yeah but yeah it's also beautiful yeah well i'm glad that you have your apartment and you're making it your little safe space and your place of refuge because we Mm -hmm. definitely all need that and like i said it's good to find those Whatever that is for you, if it's a walk outside of the lake or your home or your bed or your backyard, whatever well, it like, is, I think. I have really manifested this space and like all of the things in it. And it's really fun for me because someone asked me, we were talking and she's like, oh, you probably have an olive tree in your living room. And I was like, I do have an olive tree in my living room. <laughs> and it was a really funny inter- interaction that literally just put me also in a lot of great reflection that like I have created a life that I have literally dreamed of. I dreamed of having an olive tree in my living room and a big white couch. And like, I love the, the luxuries of home. I'm a Taurus. I'm a double Taurus. So I love luxurious things. And so I've created this space in my apartment that feels really authentic to me and how 
I want to live. And so it just feels good to be home and look at the things that, like I said, were on my Pinterest board at one point. And now it's like, I have, I have the life that I've dreamed of. Let's not forget that. This is what I asked for. Yeah. And again, like controlling what you can control and you've created that space for yourself because you can control that and that's your safety. You know, you need, you need that in order to show up and, you know, maintain your peace of mind. That's what you can control is your, your space where you choose to dwell. Yeah. So important. So important. Great. Well, this was was so good. Love sharing. Obviously. Yeah. So until next time, we hope you guys enjoyed Julie and I's little diary today, but (laughs) hopefully there's some good good information. We love catching up and until next time, we will talk to you guys later. Bye everybody. Bye.